Welcome to the 56th podcast. This is the worst podcast. <laughs> this is the worst podcast. I'm not, I'm not putting this out, man. You gotta, you gotta. No, keep it going. We can put this out. Welcome to the 56th podcast. Nobody in 56 Nation cares about these games are mattering to me right now, bro. None of them. And you know why? Because I'm losing money. You think they knocked out for the count? Like the energy over here. Krispy Kreme, huh? The NFC East Rundown. Welcome back to the season debut of the 56 podcast. As usual, it is I L E back in the building. It feels so good. It's been too long. Trey, what's happening, man? Man, you know what's happening. We talk all the time. Psych, we don't ever talk. That's why we haven't been doing the 56 lately, dude. I know, man. You got busy on me, bro. But hey, look, we're back, though. <laughs> Hold up, hold up. We talking about the big man sitting in his nice new office talking about I got busy. No, 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 no. Don't blame this on me. We've been waiting on you. I, I, I wear that. Some of the blame is on me. Look, the NFL has been wild and crazy so far this year. You know, one of the things that I want to get into before we jump into the NFC East, which, of course, is the best division in all of football in terms of fandom. I don't know about records, but, you know, Everybody gets hyped about rookie quarterbacks every single year. And uh, this year in particular, the rookies are really, really struggling. Let me, we, I saw uh, Trevor Lawrence playing against Arizona today, and my man was not good. The stats look better than what he was. He was 22 of 34, 219 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. But he's been bad all year. And then you have Zach Wilson and the Jets that got today i think it was like 26 to nothing against the broncos zach wilson was 19 of 35 for 160 yards and two picks i think he has 10 picks already this year it's week three i can keep going man all the rookie quarterbacks this year are just struggling 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 and i'm not sure i understand why because we're supposed to be in an era where quarterbacks are supposed to be getting better because the offenses are easier to comprehend justin fields oh my god i don't mean to laugh but six of 20 for 68 yards six of 20 for 68 yards that's bad bad i don't think it's going to continue like this i think some of these guys are going to break out of this slump but i'm going to tell you what the problem is the problem is a bunch of these teams are reaching for quarterbacks in the draft because they've seen what teams have gotten in the past, the recent past, you know, Mahomes went late, late in the first round, you know, what was he like 10th, you know, Herbert was passed up for uh, two of their last uh, year. Was it last year? The year four last, it doesn't matter. The point is you've seen all these guys getting picked up in the draft. So all these teams that are needing quarterbacks are going there. And honestly, they're leaving a, a, some pretty good free agents sitting out there on the market that could probably help their team. So basically, they're out there pushing to try to get the next young hot thing in there and get to work and push him into it, and hopefully he develops. And some of these teams are going to lose their season because of it. 
Yeah, one of those teams might be New England. Mac Jones, 30 of 51, 270 yards, three interceptions. Mac Jones, everybody was hyping him because he beat out Cam Newton, and uh, he's been some straight-up garbage so far. I mean, he had an okay game, I think, week one, but it's not been good ever since. I, You're right, though, man. People are reaching, and this is relative to the NFC East because – Two teams for sure next year will be searching for quarterbacks, and that's the Giants and that's Washington. And uh, look, the NFC East so far this year has not been great. Washington is now one and two. The Giants are zero and three. Washington is one play away from being zero and three right now, too. Like it's bad right now. And then of course the Eagles are uh, what one and one, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys are one and one, and they play each other. So. Um, Man, it's it's just I was hoping this year we'd come out in the NFC East and be a lot better than what the NFC East was last year because that was an embarrassment. But we seem to be headed in the same direction, Trey. Yeah. First of all, I've got to disagree with what you said just a moment ago. I think only one team may be looking for a quarterback next year in the draft, and that's going to be that uh, Washington football team. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure you do a podcast. If you want to plug it now, it'd probably be a good time. The WFT Declassified Podcast. Yeah, well, on the WFT Declassified Podcast, I'm sure in the offseason you're going to let everybody know what y'all are looking at. But I think Daniel Jones might stay as a quarterback for another year. I told you last year that all he had to do this year was play mediocre with a mediocre team, and they would still continue to trot him out there. And I think he's playing pretty mediocre-ish. He's not bad. I think he's the third-best quarterback in the division and possibly even the second-best because Jalen Hurts, you know, yeah, he opened up. He opened up the first game of the season well. Second game, eh, not so much. Now, if he doesn't play well against Dallas Monday night, Jalen Hurts could be third on that list, and easily Daniel Jones could be second. And we all know who's number one. Number one in the stands and your heart, you know, everywhere, Mister Dak Prescott, that man. Dak Prescott's number one by default, just because the quarterback play has been so bad. I think Jalen Hurts has been pretty decent, but look, Dallas is what they were last year they're a high-powered offensive team and who can't play hardly a lick of defense you're going to see as the year starts to go on come november december that offense isn't going to be able to do what it used to especially as injuries start to take place as they always do in the nfl and then what are you going to do other than regress you know yeah, I once again, I love it that we're back on the 56. So I'm not listening to uh, some other podcasts that just agree with everything because I'm going to disagree with you again. OK, it's like the third time already. But, dude, no, this Cowboys offense is not regressing. We just watched uh, what's his name? Lionel Collins is out. And I don't know if you heard what for, but supposedly my man was trying to bribe a dude during the steroid test. I mean. You got to be a little more smooth than that, Hobie. But, I mean, hopefully we get him back soon. But, no, the guy that was uh, um, subbing in for him, man, I can't even think of his name now. I mean, he was played last year and didn't play well. He's doing fairly well. He did fairly well last week. So, I think the line's going to be good. Zach Martin's going to stay healthy. Let's see if Tyrone can stay healthy. I don't know what we're doing there at center with uh, Biotic. But, I mean, he's, 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 uh, he's there. But – the most important thing is those receivers. Those receivers are going to get Michael Gallup back in a few weeks, and I don't understand how you don't think this team is going to stay high-powered. I mean, we played with Tampa Bay, you know, blow for blow. We beat the Chargers, who just got done beating the Chiefs today. I mean, if we mop up on Philly, dude, you're, you're looking at a, a contender in the, in the NFC. 
Well, that's if Dallas mops up on Philly, which I don't think is going to be an easy task. I mean, if nothing else, Philly can play ball control offense. You know, Philly is an intriguing team because their defense isn't what it was a few years ago, but they do have a quarterback who's mobile, a quarterback who makes the game interesting to watch. Is that going to amount to wins? We'll see. You know, he, he, he had an interesting college career, um, but he brings an element of currentness to the, that the NFL is running with to the Eagles offense. And I think Dallas, you have Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott kind of, you know, you gave him a big bag. You got a running back in Zeke. And Zeke is, I, look, he's not the Zeke of old. And I haven't uh, figured out why, but he's just not the guy he used to be. That's That's got to be frustrating for Cowboys fans. But, you know, when you're looking at the equivalence of all the teams, I'm just not sure that I can say Dallas is head and shoulders above anybody in the division. Yeah, I don't want to go all in on Zeke on this podcast. I really want to see how the season plays out before I really give a educated opinion about I need to see a little more. You know, I need to see a few more games. I need to see him play against some of these weaker defenses. I mean, come on. The first two weeks of the season, he played against the Bucks defense, which was, you know, we know what they did last year. We know what they're going to do this year. Then they played against the Chargers defense, which is pretty stout itself. So I really want to see what they're going to do next. You know, especially against that Eagles defense that you were just talking about. But I want to jump into the, you know, the, the defense on a few of these teams. First of all, before we even talk about my Cowboys improving defense, you know, you see them out there ball hawking, uh, my boys. But how about that Washington football team, man? They don't seem like the world beaters that they were last year. I got an opinion on it, but I want to hear yours first. Well, there's a few key points that we have to get to when we're talking about the Washington football team's defense. Number one. Is Chase Young. There's a lot of talk now that Chase Young is overrated, but I think what you have to do is add some context. Trace, Chase Young came out of Ohio State with LeBron James level of hype. It's hard to live up to. But Chase Young didn't do himself any favors by not attending any of the offseason workouts, so on and so forth. And of course, now that the season's going, he's not having the game, the impact on the game that most people would have expected. Is Chase Young bad? No. Is Chase Young a bust? No. Is Chase Young what you thought he'd be at, with the number over, number two overall pick at this point in his career? No, he's not. He has to find a way to get it going, or it's going to get ugly fast. Because if you have, if you didn't learn with John Wall, this team's not that forgiving with its superstars. Now, the rest of the D-line, getting basically zero pressure besides John Allen and Deron Payne. This is supposed to be the number one defensive line in all of football. And I think they still can be, but they are not right now. And that is why this team is not winning. That's why they're not good defensively because they're not getting pass rush. They also don't have linebackers that can play at an NFL level consistently. Their secondary has been questionable, but I really, I really tend to give the, uh, the blame for that to the lack of pass rush and the lack of uh, linebacker help underneath. So the defense has not been good this year at all. Hopefully they can turn it around. Yeah, all the things you were talking about, what Chase Young is, um, is he on the on the trade block possibly for a Deshaun no. Watson? No, 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 not yet, not yet. Okay, okay, I, I was just checking. Um, but yeah, man, I, I like everything you said. You know, from what I see from the Washington Football Team's defense, man, last year they were good. They are still good. Okay, but here's my my takeaway from it. Watching some of these other teams. I think they're able to game plan a little bit better than they were last year. Now that they've seen tape, you know, a whole season of tape, you got to remember 
not very many good defenses can carry it to the next season and do just as well. You know, we've seen many flashes where good defenses will play good and it'll regress year to year. Now, what I people don't tend to remember and are not tend to remember, but tend to, you know, understand is that everybody wants to say, well, we seen a quarterback uh, last year. That means this year we're going to we're going to uh, know a little bit more about him and be able to game plan against it. Works the same way with defenses. That's why they pay coaches to game plan against them. And I think that's what you're seeing right now is better game plan. So not to, you know, try to knock on your boy Ron and his defense, but maybe they need to uh, do a little better coaching job. Well, coaching is certainly a part of it. I mean, it's hard to ignore that otherwise, you know, because when you regress from one year to another and you, you've only upgraded the talent, you have to look at coaching as being the primary reason. I will say, I think people overrated the defense a little bit last year because we played some really bad teams. Now that we've won the division, we aren't going to have that same schedule. So I think maybe we're starting to really normalize where this defense is at. I think that, as they say, the truth is somewhere in the middle. We're not as bad as we are right now, but we're probably not as good as we thought we were last year. So are we a top five defense? Probably not. Are we a top 15 defense? I think we can be with some work. What do you think about the Giants defense, though? Because I think you and I both thought that the Giants defense would be pretty effective coming into the season, but they really haven't been. Yeah, I haven't watched uh, much on the Giants, to be honest with you, but I'm going to take a wild guess to say that the Giants offense hasn't been moving the ball. Um, I just saw uh, some things against Atlanta today. Uh, if they're not moving the ball and they're leaving, you know, long fields for their de- or short fields for their defense to play on, it's probably not going to be good for them. Yeah, I think as the year goes on, though, they will improve. I think as Saquon gets better, I think he's going to help them control the ball more on offense. The one thing I can't figure out with the Giants is why don't they run Daniel Jones more? It's He's one of the most effective running quarterbacks in the league, and they refuse to do it. That's how, you're, if you're the Giants, that's how you win. Control the ball with Daniel Jones. Let the rest fall out where it may. You know, a lot of teams are doing that. Even the, the Washington football team with Heineke. They're not running Heineke anymore. I don't, you know, offensive coordinators tend to get way too cute sometimes. If they just stick with what's working, I think you have a better opportunity for success there. Well, you say that, but I know one team in the East that's not going to run their quarterback very much, but that's my team. We're not going to run our quarterback very much, okay? After that injury last year, we just want him to throw the ball, hand the ball off, make things happen. But Daniel Jones running the ball, yeah, he's he's good run, he's good runner. He really is. We've watched him break away from uh, quarterbacks and safeties, uh, I mean, uh, just this year. But here's the thing. Daniel Jones has been hurt some. Just the, the same thing I just said about Dak. They're not going to want Daniel Jones to get hurt because they don't want the backup to have to come in. I got a question for you real quick. Uh, Cam Newton, you think he's going to end up on one of these teams in NFC East before the end of the season? Like maybe that team in Washington? No, I don't. I, I, there's too many other teams with needs. I thought maybe Miami, but Brissett played well today. Uh, I, I really don't. I haven't gone through the full list of teams with quarterback needs. I tell you, you should have kept Cam Newton. Just New England. Thank God <laughs> right. almighty. Mac Jones, not, not it right now. I, and I don't, not to get off of the NFC East, but I just don't know what the rush was to put Mac Jones in. Um, at any rate, no, I don't think he'll be in the NFC East. I think, you know, my guess is he's probably already in conversation with some teams and just kind of waiting for the right time to pick up a job there. But. Since you brought up Mac Jones, I got a real quick question. Um, how upset are you going to, uh, is Bill Belichick going to be next week when Tom Brady lays it on him? 
Ooh, especially coming off that loss to the Rams. Yeesh. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, Bill Belichick, man, I, I tell you what. If it was true about him and uh, Tom Brady's relationship being the reason they don't, they're not playing together anymore. Bill Belichick's got to take that L because Tom Brady's still rolling. I know he had a little bit of a rough day today, but you know he he's gone to the Super Bowl and he's flinging that pill all over the the field. So I think you know he won that one. Hey, do you have money? Do you want to risk it to make some more? If so. Listen in to Trey's Super Ultra Mega Bet of the Week. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Super Ultra Mega Bet of the Week. It's been a while, but I got a winner for you. I've been winning this season, and you guys have probably missed me because I'm cashing in and I'm not sharing the love. Well, guess what? Next week, week four, I'm going to share the love. You got the Bengals and the Jags going head to head. Two teams that are not either neither one of them are doing well, but the Bengals won last week, and I think this is a chance for Jacksonville to get a win because they're going to get a couple this year. Why not against the Bengals? So the line is minus six for the Bengals. You got the Jags at plus six. Take the Jags and take the points, and you will win money. Oh, Trey, give me your final thought for the NFC East right now. Where are we at? Well, I'll tell you where we're at. We're on the cusp of a Dallas Cowboys NFC East title and a deep playoff run. Simple as that. My final thought until next week is it's not good right now, guys. We got a lot of progress to make, but there's a lot of games left to play. I think this division is going to come down to the last three games of the year. And right now, Dallas looks like the lead dog, but a lot can change because if you end up at one and two, we'll be having a whole different conversation next week, man. There's some, there's, here's what I'm afraid of with this NFC East this year. We have a murderer's row schedule this year. So whatever team starts out the slowest is going to have a very difficult time coming back. You better take the games that you can win when you can win them. And I feel like we're headed towards the NFC East champion being what nine and eight, something in that range, because, you know, you look at playing the chiefs, you look at playing the bucks, you look at playing the saints, you look at playing the Packers, you know, Washington football team has all of those games in a row in a row. So we got Atlanta this week. I feel like we're going to take it. And then we got to see, because <laughs> it's going to get tough and ugly. The Eagles have a, a, a a little bit of a stretch themselves too, but they've shown that they can hang in there with some of the decent teams in the league. Let's see how it goes. The Giants, they're 0-3, so if they're going to make any hay, they better start now. It's not going to get easier for you guys. Trust Daniel Jones to run the football. And Dallas, well, let's see. (laughs) Well, man, you pretty much summed that up and set it up for the both of us, so – Check out the Cowboys Declassified on Apple, Spotify, everywhere. Check out this one, the 56 podcast. Well, me and you are finally back. Do it again. And also check out that WFT uh, podcast, that Declassified podcast as well. Got it, man. Trey, we'll be back next week. Peace.